Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here's your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi Line. Hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings Network. You can watch us on the DraftKingsNetwork.com, vcin.com, Samsung TV, Zumo Play, Roku, wherever you desire here. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Palm, the VP of Operations at the Circle Resort and Casino. Mike Pritchard, our VEASAN NFL analyst, played nearly a decade in the National Football League, former first-round pick to the Atlanta Falcons, and... Colorado Buffalo national champion in the early 90s. Uh, this has been a fun first hour that we had. Fun second hour on deck, starting at two segments from right now, 30 minutes. Will Brinson, CBS Sports senior NFL writer, will be joining us in studio as we'll go over all of his thoughts for week 16 in the National Football League. Who does he have winning this Ravens-Niners game? Could be a Super Bowl preview. We'll ask Will about that coming up in about 30 minutes. But let's begin hour number two with high ability or liability questions put together from our producer, Brian Ortega, behind the glass, doing a great job here. And we will start with the premier game on Sunday, Cowboys at the Miami Dolphins right now, where the Dolphins are a one-point favorite, total sitting at 50. And the question is, can the Cowboys finally display (laughs) high ability against a real contender on the road? Well, something's got to give, because Miami hasn't beaten a team with a winning record, and Dallas has had the road blues. they're the only, the first team in the history of the modern NFL, Pritch, mm-hmm. to be at least have at least a 170 positive point differential at home and a negative point differential <laughs> on the road. So it's a historic, yeah. a historic dichotomy. I actually, I don't know if I'm going to bet the game. I don't think weather, like you said, it's going to be 75 mm-hmm. in South Florida. Weather will affect the game like it did in Buffalo. Um, I don't think <clears throat> the crowd will be as loud as they were in Buffalo right. that will affect the snap count for the Cowboys and the, and the offensive line getting beat in the pass rush. I think it's a high-scoring game. I lean Dallas, but I probably will end up playing over 50. You know, that Buffalo game was interesting to me because uh, it feels like McCarthy went into it thinking that he's going to have to score at least 30, and he called mm-hmm. the game that way. Um, thinking about the other side, okay, Miami, how, how, how powered they are, are, is he going to go into this game thinking, I got to score 30 again, right, offensively from a play-calling standpoint? Or is he going to be a head coach and manage the game uh, and understand what's going on on both sides of the ball? Um, 
you know, Tyreek Hill and that, that ankle is, is a factor, significant factor. The thing about Dallas is they don't match up well defensively against 11 personnel. Uh, Buffalo exposed them, certainly, but then they got the running game and they used Cook uh, in a way that they should. Miami's capable of doing the exact same stuff with the personnel that they have. And you wonder what kind of adjustments Quinn's going to have and what can they do, what can they get to defensively. And it's not a lot, you know, from a matchup standpoint either. So I'm leaning towards Mike thinking he's going to have to score a lot of points uh, with Dallas in that offense. And what, how are they going to get there? Are they going to lean on a running game or are going to be like, hey, Dak, we, we have to see you play extraordinary football uh, in this football game. And can, as a better, can you lean on that uh, with Dak on the road against Miami? Well, I guess my question is, will they be able to score a lot of points? Because there's injuries across the offensive line. Mm -hmm. Now, it sounds like Zach Martin, the all-pro guard, he should be able to play. He went through walkthrough practice today, according to John Machota, who covers the team for the Athletic. But Tyron Smith, the left tackle, that's the big question mark with the back injury. Tyron Smith did not practice at all this week, and they said that his availability for Sunday will be determined by what he's able to do tomorrow during a walkthrough. So if there's no Tyron Smith, who, if you follow the Cowboys, you know the on-off splits when he's on the field, offense is really good when he's off the field offense isn't good and Dak's a little bit uncomfortable mm-hmm. if they don't have him out there is it Bradley Chubb and those Dolphins pass rushers kind of coming at Dak Prescott because this is a Dolphins defense and I know Michael Lombardi the namesake of the show has been high on oh, the yeah. second half of the season well what do you think you watch Dallas as much as anybody around here because that's your team I, I watch a lot of them yep what's your outlook on this game I think this is a fork in the road game where I think Cowboys actually win mm-hmm. I do think they win. I think they're able to make the Dolphins, and particularly Tua, uh, uncomfortable here with the pass rush that they have there. And the Dolphins, I mean, we talk about Cowboys offensive line. Dolphins offensive line has a number of injuries as well. I know turnovers Mm -hmm. are the biggest determinant factor if you say one thing. But I think they're going to have to turn Tua over multiple times in this game. Right. Because Miami's going to hit big plays. Mm -hmm. You know this Dallas defense takes risks. Yep. That's what they're trying to do, convert turnovers here, right? right? It's, and it's not that they're going to go out there and make you grind out a 14-play drive. They're trying to turn over and take chances. So if they can, if they can either force Tua to fumble, he's, you know, he, he does fumble the ball or throw a couple picks, mm-hmm. uh, then I think, to your point, McCarthy will be able to, to settle into a game plan and not feel rushed. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and that's to me, is, is the game, right? Uh, because from a play-calling standpoint, he knows what he wants to do, and then as a head coach, you got you got to manage that though, right? At both sides of the ball, and uh, special teams failed him too. And you see discussions, and I, I think guys who I had the fortunate uh, a chance to play for, like Mike Shanahan and and Holmgren. I mean, they knew how to manage the game as well as call plays. Do, do you, the point of Shanahan, you mm-hmm. mentioned Mike. Do you, in the handicap of this game, transpose the game in the Bay? Knowing that Miami wants to, is running this outside zone running game like San Francisco does and the success the 49ers had in that, that game that wasn't a contest, yeah. does that factor into your handicap here? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Miami is going to do – Miami dictates, right? Uh, and Dallas wants to dictate. They dictate at home offensively. Right. But Miami, if, if, they're, if they're successful running the ball, they're going to run the football. But McDaniel also knows that his defense with Vic Fangio matches up well with what Dallas does. Uh, and that's the thing. That's the crux for Dallas. And can Dallas be different enough or can, can they be savvy enough to understand that and, and call the game differently? 
This sounds like you have a strong play on Miami. I don't have a strong play on because Miami. Because you're saying that Dallas defensively doesn't match up with Miami, and Dallas offensively doesn't match up but with their defense. It, what right? is a, it was a pick when I walked in here. Yeah, it's, uh -huh. it's one and a half it's now. It's one and a half yeah. now. Um, so somebody did something between the time I walked in here and, and now. listening to your analysis. There was a six-figure so, six bet on the Dolphins yeah, in yeah. the first half I, hour of the show. Like I told Femi yeah, this mm -hmm. before, though. Yeah. Like, if this state yeah. pick him, I mean, a teaser situation would be perfect for me. But certainly, uh, if it is Miami, if it's a pick him, I mean, now if it's I, one I and a half, yeah, yeah, yeah one and a half. You're not I mean, interested in teasing Dallas. I might be now. I mean, well, yeah, be. yeah, you think absolutely. It's a close game. I, I think it's a close game. Yeah, I, I think it's a chess match game. Syndicate might have interest there on the Cowboys in <laughs> yeah. South Beach. Yeah. Now that you can get them up to seven syndicate. and a half if you want. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little chunk right at the Syndicate. Uh, <laughs> Seahawks and the Titans is our next game in high ability or liability. Uh, with Geno Smith coming back to start for the Seattle Seahawks, does he present a higher ability than Drew Locke, or will he be a liability against the Titans? Seattle laying three. Looks like we could be headed to three and a half total. Forty-one and a half. I asked Mike first because he understands this injury and and how it might affect him. Yeah. It's all about practice with Gino for yeah. me. Um, you know, you you're gonna be a game time decision, and then Pete Carroll just took it away from you. That's what he did. <laughs> Gino said, "I'm good to go." Pete was like, "Nope, so you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. We practiced all week with uh, Drew, mm -hmm. uh, and we're gonna go out there and see if we can win this game with Drew." Uh, which I thought was extraordinary. That's a lot of respect right there uh, in that locker room for the for the head coach. So. You know, Gino, we could practice earning it. If he's if he's ready to go, then you're looking at an offense that that has the ability to be explosive. Looks like he, Gino, and Locke have a pretty good relationship, though. Yeah. If you watch that game on Monday, right? I mean, yeah. he was there cheering yeah. for him, and yeah. it's not like he was sullen and bitter at Carroll. And no, uh, I, I mean the difference between Drew Locke and say Zach Wilson. Yeah. Um, Drew Locke has humbled himself. Mm. I mean, that interview was extraordinary. It was, um, and. That was some insight into his journey from being an entitled guy uh, to now being humbled and say, okay, now I still have an ability and, and a chance to become a starter somewhere. And, and I think from a, from a betting standpoint, keep that in mind for Drew Locke and people like that. But Gino, this, is, this seems to be his team, and uh, I just love to take charge of nature of Pete Carroll. Uh, and he's got these guys um, obviously motivated at home now. On the road is going to be different, I think. So yeah. I, I took the points already here. Yeah. I already I, played this game. I figured you would have already, I, too. I haven't done it yet, but yeah. I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, there's three and a halfs that are popping up. I, all, like, at three and a half, I think it's a little rich I, I, I think for Seattle. this yeah. game plays very closely to what we saw last week with Hughes. I think, it, I think the Titans... I would, I would look a little bit money line here, too. I think they can mm. win this game. I think this Seattle defensively, to me has a lot of holes and and yeah. we've seen Tennessee be able to exploit teams with weak secondaries and so I, I think it's going to be tough for CL to go there and win and 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 in Tennessee that's a long trip to and important. it's not east coast right it's uh, you know I know they've traveled to east Pete's been good but uh, mm -hmm. he's going to the more of the mid south here and uh, I like the Titans I made very uh, few bets this week and this is one of them I was going to ask I was going to say like with Tannehill now yeah. playing instead of Levis I, I, do you think that's an upgrade Yeah I was like it's, <laughs> at least it's not a downgrade It's not a downgrade It's not a downgrade Yeah, yeah. it's not a downgrade and um, Tannehill's a little bit more state. Like, Levis is like a, a roller coaster. Management. Yeah, from a game <laughs> management, it's, it's a big upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Levis yeah. is like, yeah. Levis is going to give you some big plays, yeah. but he's going to give big plays to the other yeah. team as well with what he's doing. They're like trying to be like Hulkamania out there on the field. <laughs> it's like, what's going on, buddy? You got to protect yourself. Um, last game here in high ability or liability. 
Which QB will display high ability or liability in the matchup between Kyler Murray and Justin Fields? Cardinals, Bears, for the right to be called the Cardinals. I want to turn this question into a, a more macro question to Pritch. Mm. Of which quarterback would you rather have if, if you were an owner of a team or you were a GM guiding your first? Justin Fields. You would? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, Kyler Murray. Convert more people, Mike. Well, I mean, if you were asking me between these two. <laughs> Important decision. Yeah. These two, yeah. I yes, think, I think Justin Fields still team. has some upside. I do. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Kyler is not. Too small. Well, not only that, but. Um, You're a sizest. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I, I just know the story of Kyler from uh, from getting recruited to OU or not yeah. OU, but certainly his journey. But he, he's just an entitled, mm. spoiled player. Oh, okay. Um, and 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 good luck if you're, you're trying to coach character. that. You're going with the character I am. guy. I am. Yeah. I am. I, I think mm. I, I think Justin at least uh, has room to grow with the right situation with the right type of coach. Uh, whereas I think Kyle Kyle Kyler is. He's, um, he's a good center fielder. <laughs> he's a good center fielder. Was <laughs> it short, a lot of money. Was it shortstop or was it center, center fielder? Field. What was it? Okay. Center field. Okay. <laughs> Probably covers a lot of ground with that athleticism. <laughs> All right. We'll get to the Christmas slate when we come back here on the Lombardi Line. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Looking to bet smarter? Then VEASAN has the perfect holiday gift for you. Sign up on our holiday special today and get a VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through May 1st 
for only $79. What a deal. Sign up today and get unlimited access to daily best bets, exclusive betting splits, premium analysis, and 24-7 video, plus all our betting guides and best bets for all college bowl games, the Super Bowl, and March Madness. Don't miss out on this limited time offer today. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe to sign up on our holiday special now. Happy holidays, folks. vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Mike Paul, Mike Pritchard hanging out here at the Circa Resort and Casino. Will Brinson, CBS Sports Senior NFL writer, will be joining us in the next segment in studio. So we'll go over some Week 16 action with Will. And we'll also ask him about the Carolina Panthers because Will lives in that Carolina area, NC State grad, so he obviously follows the team uh, very closely. We'll ask him what's going on there with the Panthers and uh, a path forward for what was a disastrous year, even though oh. they're coming off a win last Sunday. There. You can ask him about Boo Corrigan. Is it the best four or the four? No, we don't have to get into that. Uh, but we, let's get into the Christmas slate here where the primetime game on Christmas, we're not going to say game of the year because every time we do, it's a terrible game. <laughs> oh. What we'll say is a fun holiday contest between the Ravens and the 49ers. San Francisco, a five and a half point favorite. Total 47 here. MVP could be on the line. Obviously, home field advantage for both conferences at stake here. Uh, how do you guys see this game playing outside in total? Well, we say something's got to give. And the Ravens have had control in every game they've been in, even the ones they've lost. Maybe mm-hmm. the game they had the least control was the Rams, where right. they had <laughs> yeah. to convert third and 17 from the 20 with a minute to go. But will they be able to stay with the 49ers here? Can, can Lamar and that offense be consistent enough? Can they have enough long-scoring drives? Because, you know, they're not going to shut down San Francisco. Mm-hmm. San Francisco's going to put up, what, 20? At a minimum, 24, 27, 31, something like that. So can Lamar and that offense sustain? I think it's a great litmus test for Baltimore here. They got a shot to win, but they'll find out where their team's at. And, and you, know, you know, Michael Lombardi said yesterday he doesn't know if they can win enough in the playoffs. Can they win three playoff games, whether even they're at home, to, right. get, to, to get to the to the Super Bowl? I think they're the best team in the AFC. I've said that since week five. Uh, the 49ers are obviously the best team in the NFL. So it's an interesting game. I thought this line would be six. Mm-hmm. I kept saying that ahead of time. It was five for a while. It's up to five and a half. It might close six on Christmas night. I don't have a play on the game. I'll be looking to see how Baltimore measures up. Yeah, it's nice to have Lamar Jackson playing and deep in December. Yeah. Uh, but the other injuries around the team, though, you wonder, is that is that going to hamper the Ravens and what they want to do? I mean, San Francisco, you mentioned it. They have played offensive football at a at a level that I haven't seen in a while. Uh, from an execution standpoint, and then if you're a defense, what are you going to stop? What are you going to take away? Nothing. You can't, uh, even if you tried. Um, they they personnel you. They formation you. They'll give eye candy to you. Mm-hmm. And they're running the same thing. Like, stuff you worked on, you think they're going to run out of three wide receivers. Well, no, they're running out of t- two tight ends and fullback. And, I mean, it's crazy what Kyle's doing. And then defensively, as long as they can stay healthy enough, they could smother uh, what the Ravens are trying to do. I, the injuries are starting to mount for the Ravens, and that's, that's my only concern. Would you say, Pritch, that this is Kyle Shanahan's masterpiece? Because like, he's obviously been known as a great play caller yeah. ever since he stepped into the league and was calling plays back with the Browns, with the Texans, with the Falcons. Obviously, he was on the team that made the Super Bowl. Right. But it feels like he has his ideal quarterback. Mm-hmm. He has all of his ideal interchangeable weapons. Like, Would you say that this is kind of his offensive masterpiece? Yeah, it really is. I mean, I, I was on Lombardi line uh, on Monday uh, with Michael and Stormy, and I mentioned, you know, 
this is Mike's offense in 97, 98 with John mm-hmm. Elway. But, Super Bowl offense. Yeah, but, you know, with Rod Smith and Ed McCaffrey, yeah. um, they weren't interchangeable in terms of Debo and, and Christian. The personnel differences that Kyle has right now elevates this situation because Debo's a running back or he's a wide receiver. So if you're trying to have the right personnel on the field as a defense, you can't be right with it uh, because they're, they're going to exploit you. Uh, and then the toughness factor is off the charts too. But Buffalo, I think, can match them. I mean, excuse me, uh, Baltimore can match them from a toughness standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just all the other stuff that, that gets difficult for the Ravens. Who are the better offensive line, this team or those Broncos teams? Oh, um, I mean, you're talking about Hall of Famers like Zim. And um, that's a great question, Stink. Um, Tommy Nalen. I mean, th- that's a great question. Um, I, I think they're I'm built. They're built the same way, though. Like when 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 organizations know what it looks like and they yeah. rebuild it or they build it the same way, you, you got to align yourself that way as a better. Yeah, it's and if you've aligned yourself with the Niners, it's been very very nice. And this team, do you think we? You said you think we close six. I do. Is it a good bet to then lay five and a half here? Just like I mean, I guess like you'll get the closing line value, not a ton, but it's still like six is a key number there, laying five and a half. I hope it's a close game. I actually think San, Fr- San Francisco is probably going to win by distance here. Okay. Feels like it to me. But, but yeah. Baltimore has these teams like the Rams should have beaten them in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville played such a stupid game. I mean, I, that's a strong word, but the idiotic <laughs> things they did, the end of the half. Oh, the, God. The, I mean, they were really more in that game, and then they were out of the game, right? And then it just mm-hmm. got away from them. Baltimore's good. They're buttoned up. I like Harbaugh a lot as a head coach. But to Pritch's point, with all the injuries, I don't know that they can beat elite teams, yeah. especially on the road here. Yeah. Now, from a point spread standpoint, it, it, if it does get it, to if six. If it gets to six, do you tease it to a pick? I think you do. Then, mm. then, you, uh, even, then in a spot so the like syndic- that, you yeah. Well, I'm not the syndicate. But I know, but you, syn- you, I would. you respect that yeah, syndicate. I, yeah, they, they just don't mm-hmm. tease down for yep. whatever reason. But they'll hear you out, though, right, the syndicate? They'll listen, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He said, "That's the extent of it." <laughs> Star Chamber. <laughs> what about the, like the total? Maybe this because like the Niners. We all think that the Niners' offense can score on anybody, and they've shown that they can. Yeah. Is this just like if you think the Niners are going to get into the high twenties, low thirties? You just bet over forty-seven, or can they just absolutely smother Baltimore and like this ends up being like thirty-one to like I don't know, like don't know. fourteen or something like that. every primetime game goes under for me. I don't know. It's just something about it. Yeah. They all go under. Yeah. Christmas night under? Maybe that'll be the case. Uh, well, we have two other standalone games on Christmas Day. We'll start with the one in the morning here. Uh, the Chiefs hosting the Raiders. I I don't usually like laying double digits, but I'm kind of tempted by really? laying 10 here wow. in this spot. I think this is a good spot to sell the Raiders. I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts. Defensively, the Raiders, uh, I would say they're legit defensively. Okay. Uh, I think Graham has done a good job and um, with the personnel that they have, uh, they've got rid of players and, you know, going with some young players that they developed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and certainly they're, they're playing at a, a different level. Offensively, the Raiders are just challenged, though. Yeah. Uh, and you wonder at home, the Chiefs in that defense, is that going to be enough to lay it? But I, I, I have a feeling that the Raiders' defense could keep them competitive in this game. Though. I, but see, Bridge, I mean, it's... It's well documented as the struggles of Mahomes in this offense have been, especially compared to past history. Mm-hmm. The one game that they did everything they wanted was the last three quarters here at Allegiant. I just watched that yep. game, and they just went boom, boom, mm-hmm. and it them. looked like the old Chiefs, right? Yep. So that's why 
I normally would say I'd take 10 because the Raiders usually play them tough, but that's still too fresh in my mind. Yeah. How, how it was, that was like, that game and the Bear game were the only two games that it looked easy for Mahomes this year to me. Well, the ability for the Chiefs to crank it up and get back to that, like from what we've witnessed from the Chiefs offensively lately uh, and the frustration level on that side of the ball too. I mean, I hear you. Maybe maybe it is a get-right situation and, okay, it's the Raiders, it's a cupcake situation. We'll, we'll have more confidence that we can execute. I, I think there's more issues with, with the Chiefs from an execution standpoint, though. Yeah, I, I just... I do worry that like Aiden O'Connell at Arrowhead in that like it just I don't see that it going right, well for the right. Raiders offense and like I get like hey like they put up 63 points but that was against a team that was dead team walking dead coach walking oh, yeah. much different scenario here against the Kansas City Chiefs who are still fighting for home field advantage uh, we got about 90 seconds left Giants at the Eagles here Philadelphia we might get to 14 by the time this show ends who knows what happens we're sitting at 13 and a half totals at 43 will there be cutlets on Christmas in the city of brotherly love well they got to get right here don't they I mean this is such a mismatch uh, and they've dominated this team through the years. I'm not interested in, it, in the, the spread. I mean, this it looks like a good time to eat during this game. NBA basketball. I always have a good lineup. On sure. they, they do a they good do. job with that. There's going to be a Laker <laughs> game on at that time. I mean, coordinators <laughs> under fire out there in Philly, right? Uh, yeah. And then you got comments from, and these are all headlines. From a betting standpoint, these are all headlines. Don't worry about that. But uh, the facts are, are the Eagles have... I think what people were curious about the Eagles have come to the surface. Like, are they fraudulent? I, the fatigue's a factor. This team looks worn down to me. Uh, if this is competitive at all early, it could be an in-game situation. But um, I, the Eagles, it, they're so much better than the Giants. Yeah. But they're not playing that way. Uh, and I'm keeping that in mind. I don't lay double digits. That, that's just a rule I have. Uh, so this is a, this is a stay-away game for me. Yeah, I mean, every time the Eagles, at least like the Brian Dable-led Giants, when they face the Eagles, it's gone poorly. Uh-huh. Like, like all three really, times last really year. And I'm assuming it's going to go poorly on Christmas Day here, mm-hmm. as does the market. Market makes that assumption well, as it's a 14-point spread. All right, on the other side, Will Brinson of CBS Sports will join us next to break down all the headlines from Week 16 in the NFL. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. The holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. All you got to do is go to omahasteaks.com, save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code VSIN at checkout, get an additional $30 off your order. We're talking about filet mignons. Burgers, Jumbo Franks, whatever your red meat loving friends desire. All you got to do is go to OmahaSteaks.com, promo code VEASAN, save 50% off, and also get that $30 off with the promo code there. Minimum order may be required. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line, hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Mike Paul, Mike Pritchard, and we're going four wide here on a Friday <laughs> with our buddy Will oh, Brinson of CBS Sports, senior NFL writer over there. Also been hanging out with us here at the network all week long, uh, doing VEASAN primetime with Tim Murray later on tonight. Six to nine Eastern time. Will, how are we doing? How's Vegas been treating you? Uh, fantastic. This is, it's really interesting because, I mean, obviously here for you know, work, business, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Vegas is always fun. But, uh, you know, this week, I, know, I mean, I've certainly never been out here this week 
like Christmas time, yeah. and it's it's so different. I mean, it's it's cool. It's just it's just more. It's just a little more laid back than maybe yep. you you expect, which is kind of nice, you know, for a, for a business trip. But I'm, but this, I mean, I, this is my first time at Circo. Just blown away how yeah. how it it's it's like the perfect blend of old school Vegas and like modern like modernized new you know all the all the accoutrements that come with it. Mm. So uh, kudos to all of y'all for for all this. Thank you. Thank you. I only got here to take the credit. No. <laughs> Derek, Derek had a great vision yeah. and, you know, probably put a decade to put it together, right? Playing Monopoly to get all the property. He went to pools mm -hmm. for like eight straight years every Sunday, just going to different places, not just in Vegas, but around the country, trying to create that perfect atmosphere of sports and, and, and day drinking. I, I'd and be that. willing to do that research, too. I'm the guy that was left behind to run the TVs for baseball on Sunday, so I was the guy. <laughs> Stop. Somebody has to do Somebody it. Somebody had to do it. <laughs> well, let's get to football, though. Last yeah. night we saw the Rams beat the Saints 30-22. to Rams cover. Game flies over the total here. We talked about it yesterday when I did the hit with you guys on primetime. Like, it feels like this Rams team might be coming on to something. Are they officially the most dangerous team in the NFC of the teams that might be one of the wild cards? They are the NFC's Bills. Right, mm. so the Bills and the AFC. In fact, I'm, when we get done here, I'm going to go down and put in a Bills-Rams exacta for the Super, Super Bowl because mm. I think this year – more so than really in like the last, it's probably been a decade, right? Since we had one of those white hot wild card quarterback, like team led by a really good quarterback who can just get white hot and, and burn through the playoffs. We saw it with Eli, Big Ben did it one year, I think. Uh, Flacco, of course, did it. Rodgers did it in, in what, 10 years ago? And so it's, it's, we've, we've seen, especially with the advent of the, the new playoff format where you only have one bye, that chalk is really held for the last decade when it comes to who makes it through the playoffs and who gets to the Super Bowl. I feel like because of all the backups that we've had to we've we've had out there with all these teams that are rolling out you know non-starters or questionable like you look at this playoff you know, the NFC you know you got I mean Nick Mullins is in the playoffs right now you know <laughs> yeah. uh, Jalen Hurts has looked shaky the Cowboys of course have their their foibles in the playoffs with Mike McCarthy and then you know you have Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield even Brock Purdy who's the MVP favorite I mean th that to me is a NFC that the Rams with Matthew Stafford with his abilities his arm talent his, just how hot he can get they could run through that NFC and make it to the Super Bowl I mean now it's probably not going to happen but so, it's like 700 to 1 55 to 1 over at DraftKings for the Rams to win the Super Bowl yeah you know I mean it, it's turning into too, it's all about the quarterbacks again because yep. um, that's the narrative. I, I think d d Josh Allen and the Bills are hot, uh, but there's a lot of problems still, in my opinion, with the Bills and then the I mean, Rams. Could miss the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then the, but it's about the quarterback again because it's it, so. A couple years ago, a few years ago, these teams got hot. Tampa with with Tom. Yep, oh, yeah. uh, Tom's a wild card. And they, yep, and they didn't. They went undefeated. Same thing with uh, with the Rams uh, with Stafford. They got hot, but there's no tinkering. There's no addition here, but. Uh, extraordinary coaching job, I think, by Sean McVay so far with the Rams. I, he's actually, I'm not sure what the coach of the year odds are, but I think he's actually pretty good value. I mean, yeah. he's 60 to 1. Yeah. 60? Yep. The problem, the. <laughs> The problem is you just have like Shane. It feels like whoever's yeah. in in the AFC South, yep. whoever comes out of there, unless it's I guess you know Doug, Doug Peterson probably not get it, but Shane Steichen or or uh, Demeter Ryan's. Ryan's or one you know one of those two guys is going to get it. But <laughs> you know if you if you look at the formula, um, it's typically whoever exceeds their win total by the most uh, you know most games. And I mean McVeigh's kind of right. What is it six and a half before the season? Yeah. Yeah. Already, they already went yeah. over. Yeah. So there is a formula then. <laughs> yeah, there's, mean, there's a formula. Because well, I don't know what the parameters are in terms of some of these awards. Well, it's, 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 yeah. it's not – I mean, that's not – that's sort of like the – like the, the voters don't actually go by that. But, right. I mean, like 
And then, like, when we talk about these voters, you know, I mean, I'm not afraid to badmouth Pete Prisco, who's like one of the voters. Uh, but I mean, you know, there's, there's a human element to it as well, right? Like, my boy Pete, um, I, I, told, I told him I'm going to try to bribe him to get, I, one of my bold predictions was Stafford would get one MVP vote. So I was like, Pete, just put him as your fifth guy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a down ballot vote. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just one. It's going to shake your thing up. Well, we haven't talked about Browns Texans. I know that's one of the mm-hmm. games you're going to be involved in. So why don't you give us your take? Uh, it's Joe Flacco. <laughs> I, I think I think when you look at the the Browns and the Texans game, it's pretty easy to paint a picture. We, we're assuming no CJ Stroud here, right? And mm-hmm. the line's up to three now. Um, I think I put it in uh, at CBS at two and a half, but I think three is probably fine here because Houston last week against Tennessee is down double digits, and the Titans should have won that game, should have easily covered. The difference is they have not a great defense, and they have Will Levis. And Joe Flacco's old, but you know he's he's actually only like a what he's drafted in uh, was he he was drafted in 08, 08. So he's, uh, Stafford's in oh nine like, right. you know, and, and Flacco's a little bit older because he went to Delaware transferred from Pitt but you know this is a guy who has is playing really good football and I think when you look at what he's doing in this offense it's kind of ironic because Deshaun Watson didn't play within the structure that Kevin Stefanski wanted. And now Joe Flacco is doing that, and, it's, and you're actually getting the results. That Kevin Stefanski is a very good coach, a very smart offensive coach, and I think Flacco playing within those parameters and operating that offense the way that Stefanski wants him to is delivering quality football for the Browns offensively and defensively. Defensively, I think they're the uh, second highest or second lowest yards per game allowed since uh, like 2009, since the 2009 Jets, which is, is saying something. And so, I don't think Houston and Case Keenum, even if they get Nico Collins back. I don't think they're going to move the ball against Cleveland. And I think Joe Flacco can engineer enough scoring drives where, you know, it's basically Case Keenum dropping back a ton of Miles Garrett on Corky on him. Yeah, even in the loss to the Rams, you can see that this felt like the best version of this Cleveland Browns yeah. offense there with Flacco throwing the football down the field. We're hanging out with Will Brinson here, CBS Sports NFL writer over there, the senior NFL writer, I should say. How about your Carolina Panthers? You live in that area. <laughs> You're an NC State grad. Yeah. Yeah. They're catching five against the Green Bay Packers. Game, what do you like, side or total? Then also from a Panthers perspective here, what's the path forward for this organization to where this feels like it was kind of a disastrous year with their rookie quarterback, Bryce Young? Nothing offensively kind of? at all. <laughs> this is, I mean, this. I, I wrote about this. The Panthers don't have a Bryce Young problem. They have a David Tepper problem. And, you know, at the risk of uh, ticking off a very, very, very wealthy man, uh, you know, I think it's, it's hard to see a path forward where – you know, with David Tepper involved at the level that he's involved in. And I think when you look at the Panthers, they are essentially the new Browns. When Jimmy Haslam bought the Browns, he was so, so, so hands-on with that franchise. And he's, you know, everybody said, he'd come over to Pittsburgh, he's a minority Steelers owner, he's going to come in, he knows he's going to operate the Browns just like the Steelers. No, he didn't at all. You know, he was too hands-on. He was too involved. He was adamant. Remember, the dude let a homeless guy talk him into drafting Johnny Manziel. Like, what are we doing here? And and you have that happening in Carolina with David Tepper where, you know, Scott Fitter, the GM, he's probably going to get fired after the season. He is comes to the John Schneider School of, of Personnel de- Development, right? That's the guy who likes to trade down. He doesn't trade up. And you look at the last two drafts. They trade a third-round pick to move up and draft Matt Corral with a top 100. It ends up being a top 100 pick. And then you give up all those assets to the Bears in March. You trade up to number one, and then they do this public parading around of these pro days. He brings his he brings his wife to the pro days. She was a credentialed media member, and, and I'm not saying she can't know football. Like it's not a, it's not a male female thing. It's just she, 
unless I'm missing something, she doesn't have experience in the personnel department, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's just the way that he's sort of operating this this franchise. You can tell that he's hands on. He wants to make the decisions, and he believes his process because he did succeeded as a hedge fund manager is going to work in the NFL. And it just doesn't work like that. And so I think it's going to require him turning over the football you know, football operations to a football person and letting the football people do football things. And until that happens, I don't see a path forward for the Panthers, especially without a first round pick for this weekend. Ain't nobody can be there. <laughs> you, you think people, I think uh, Tim looked it up last night or, or maybe uh, somebody, somebody looked it up. The tickets are like, like $4. Like you can get in for 25 Jeez. cents, 25 cents yeah. last week. But it was raining. But uh, the nice weather, you might have to pay the four. Christmas Eve? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, yeah, basically it's, it, it, it rained in Buffalo, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, just just roll that out there. It rained for like 14 straight hours yeah. in North Carolina. For real, though. Who's going to win the AFC South division? I still think the Jaguars find okay. a way. Okay. They'll find a way? Yeah. Okay. Trevor, Trevor, Trevor's got to get, get going, man. It's been yeah. very disappointing. It has been disappointing for this Jaguars team. Here. Trevor Lawrence right now, he practiced today. Yeah. We'll see if he can make it through the protocol. That whole test is tomorrow, and then we'll see what happens out there. But the, the people went ahead and bet Jacksonville, though, with Trevor Lawrence practicing. It's now down to two and a half mm. after it was sitting at three. Uh, Will, do you mind sticking around for another segment? Absolutely. We'll get to get some of your other games? Yeah. All right, we'll wrap up the show on the other side. Will Brinson in studio hanging out with the senior NFL writer at CBS Sports, sticking around with us here on the Lombardi Line, hanging out on the DraftKings Network. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. All I want for the holidays this year is some NBA action. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Vegas only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Vegas. The crown is yours. Welcome back. This is the final segment here of the Lombardi Line on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Mike Paul, Mike Pritchard, Will Brinson, senior NFL writer over at CBS Sports, joining us here in studio for not one but two segments. We appreciate you hanging Absolutely. out with us here, Will. I mean, other, you'd be playing slots otherwise, right? If you were uh, doing <laughs> I played a little blackjack last night. It, went, it didn't last very long. <laughs> so it's one of those where like, you, know, you sit down and um, you know, you're like, all right, good, decent table vibe. Dealer looks all right, and then it's like it's like every ace is followed by like a four. And you're like, mm-hmm. Okay, all right, <laughs> let's uh, let's wrap this up and <laughs> step away. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's all yeah. you got to do: step away from the table here. Uh, we were talking a little bit about it during the during the, the break here about the 49ers and Ravens game here. Is Baltimore right now? Is that your best team in the AFC, or can Kansas City still get into the mix? Buffalo, I mentioned you you kind of backed them with your exacta of the Rams to beat the Bills yeah. here. Like, like, where is the AFC playoff picture as we're about a couple weeks away from getting to the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the Ravens are the best team in the AFC right now. And you lose Mark Andrews. Isaiah Likely steps in. Looks, I mean, the kid out of Coastal. Look, I mean, he looks like he's not Andrews. Nobody is, right? But, mm-hmm. I mean, Kelsey is. But, I mean, and, you know, Likely's done a good job filling that role. I think what's really interesting to me about this Ravens team is that you've seen it over the last two weeks, and I'll be curious to see how it works with San Francisco on Christmas night. But they've started to activate Lamar Jackson's legs. And they didn't do that for most of the season. I think, to me, I think it was purposeful. And you could sort of see it in like September, October. They wanted to win the games with Lamar in the pocket. One, because, you know, this is what the Todd Monken system, you know, is what, he's, what he wants his offense to do. He wants it to Lamar to win from the pocket. But also because now Lamar is perfectly healthy. Lamar, the hits Lamar's taken this season way down from what he normally would when he's running early on in the year, especially, you know, in 2019 with Monken, when, I mean, when Greg Roman comes in and they, they obliterate when they beat Miami like 59 to like yeah. 14 the first week or something like that. And But Lamar is running like crazy. And so now he hasn't taken all those hits. And I think 12 carries this past week, 10 the week before. I think we're going to start running him a lot more as we get closer to the playoffs, especially with no Andrews and, and the need. And, and it just opens up the offense. It makes them more dangerous. And Lamar is healthy enough where he can do it. He's still got plenty of yards this year. But I think that component – is going to sort of elevate that offense a little bit more and make them even that more, much more dangerous. The Bills, though, the team that I don't think anybody wants to play right now. Will, the uh, game of the week 1B happens in South Florida yeah, on Christmas yeah. Eve. The Fraud Bowl. Something's got to be. <laughs> yeah, is yeah. it the Dallas Road Blues historic economy between, or can Miami finally beat a winning team? Miami's, like, I don't know what to think about the Dolphins yeah. because I watch them and I, and I, like, I believe in Mike McDaniel. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good coach. I, I know Tyreek Hill's a good football player. Tua is, Tua plays, is playing the best football of his career. Jalen Waddle's awesome and does a fun duck dance. Um, <laughs> you know, they, Reem Mostert is, is a really good running back. Like, it all fits and makes sense. And they can't beat anybody who's good. Now, they, they, they've, they've walloped bad teams. I think they mm-hmm. averaged 33-plus points per game against teams below 500, but just 17 against good teams. That's a, just a red flag. So... I think what will be very interesting is how they utilize this run game, in particular against Micah Parsons. We saw what the Bills did. And there's a, look, Micah Parsons fell to 11 in the draft for a reason. It's because as an off-ball linebacker, he's not the same player that he is as an edge rusher. Now, de- credit to Dallas for drafting him and having the, you know, the, the, the forethought to put him in that role. 
but the Bills turned him into a run-defending off-ball linebacker, and he's not as an elite a player as he is when he's just purely rushing the edge. So if Mike McDaniel can do that, then I think this Dolphins run game can really get going. And off that run game, you get the play-action stuff to Tyreek. I I think I like the Dolphins, but I, again, like I don't, I don't, I re- I'm, I would not bet this game unless I was taking the over. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't take the under. <laughs> but I just, it's just, it, I think it's just fascinating to find out, yeah. Rich, who, which, which team is going to identify themselves as not. They're not really frauds, but you right. know what I mean. Well, Mostert has what twenty touchdowns, right? Yeah, I mean, the ridiculous. guy's incredible. The running game is incredible. I was going to ask you about Miami and, and what the flaws are because you look at their schedule. They got two of their last three at home, and it's Dallas, Baltimore, Buffalo. I mean, they could get the number they one miss seed. The yeah, well, they could, or they, could, or, or they could make the number one the number seed, seed. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So the flaws with Miami, like. What's more likely, I guess? I mean, uh, you know, they haven't won a game against a winning team, like you mentioned, but then if they get hot, though, uh, you kind of like the, the setup with that roster, though. Yeah, Besides. for sure. I think, I think it's, I mean, and this happens just like in, you know, it's my, you know, we focus a lot on, on skill position guys because, you know, that's what, you know, fantasy football pays the bills, all that stuff. But, Dude, the Connor Williams loss at center, yeah. that is a big loss. You saw it immediately when Eichenberg had to shift over and, and get under center. I mean, to a fumble that snap. And I mean, Williams is playing at an all pro level, like he, or at least pro bowl level. I think that that, especially with the way that they operate the run game and how important it is to keep Tua upright, mm. I, that's, that's sort of what I'm watching. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if in order to sort of like the chess move from Dan Quinn here, slide Micah Parsons inside, put him over, like put him over the center and let him rush mm. like that and see, just see what you can generate um, in terms of the pass rush up the middle on Tua, get him uncomfortable, get him off of his spot and force him to, you know, try to throw on the run. And if you do that, it, it sort of make my, like, I think if you can get a lead against Miami and force him to be a little one dimensional, granted, you don't really want them throwing the ball deep to Tyreek, but I mean, like, I think a bunch of dropbacks is a bad thing here for, for Miami. We're hanging out with Will Brinson, senior NFL writer over at CBS Sports, talking all things Week 16 in the NFL. Let's get back to your bets here, Will. Uh, l- before last week, it felt like kind of people had sort of forgotten about the Detroit Lions. Like they had yeah. lost to the Chicago Bears, and two weeks prior they, they lost on Thanksgiving. But yeah, like, it was like they were wobbling a little bit. There was like a standing eight count, but they had the big performance last Saturday against Denver. Do you like them this Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings? They're laying three right now. Totals 47. Detroit with a chance to clinch the division for the first time since '93. Yeah, nothing like coming out of Vegas. And, and doing like a VEASAN show and having a bunch of road chalk, right? <laughs> Real sharp. Um, yeah, I, I mean, look, you know, I think, I do think that, uh, I do like the Vikings this week. I mean, the, the Lions this week, excuse me. You know, this is a team in Minnesota that's done a really good job of staying afloat. Like Kevin, I mean, Kevin O'Connell, KOC should get some love for Coach of the Year. Yeah. It's, it's wild how many candidates there are for Coach of the Year like, this season. Just the fact that Minnesota is still the seventh seed with all of the things that have happened in terms of that organization with the injuries. I mean, uh, Madison tack on to like the three quarterbacks. Um, clearly, Josh Jobs, it was a Cinderella story. O'Connell realized that, you know, he puts Mullins in there. You saw, I mean, like Jake Browning gets the heat for the, the interception to B.J. Hill that he threw when he was sitting in his lap. But like, I mean, Nick Mullins threw, had some bad plays on, on Saturday yeah. against the Bengals in, in terms of not being able to com- you know, convert in the red zone. And I think that's going to show up against Detroit here, uh, particularly when you look at the defense from Minnesota and how they like to attack. Brian Flores is the most blitz-happy guy in the league. I think he's like at 58%. I mean, the, the rest of the league's somewhere in like the 30s percent, maybe. Um, and when you look at the Lions' weapons, Amron St. Brown, Jameer Gibbs, and then Sam Laporta, who's having a, a decent look for rookie of the year, too, I think. Um, 
those guys are so dangerous in the short and intermediate area, and Goff can get the ball off quickly. You have a very good front in terms of protection for the Lions. I think they can withstand the blitz, get the ball out quick, and then you get a lead and you get downhill with David Montgomery, and that's a problem for the Vikings, who then trying to come back, I think, with Nick Mullins against uh, that, that Detroit defense won't work. Will, you were born in North Carolina, graduated from NC State. Your AD, Boo Corrigan, kept Florida State out of the playoffs. I should say, I'm technically an NC State. Uh, alma, it's my alma mater. Okay. But alma mater. Technica- well, I didn't graduate yeah. as a technicality. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fluid term. <laughs> you haven't even asked a question. He's giving you, like, some... Uh, some okay. no, is it's, uh, you know, CNBC. Uh, I don't want anybody to examine my resume. <laughs> Aside from the, the committee and what they did, do you have a, a side that, or a total you've played in either the national semifinals? Um, actually, so uh, my buddy, this is, I'm not answering, I, I think I'm going to take Bama. Um, the, Nick Saban just terrifies me. Mm. Like, I, I love Jim Harbaugh, but yeah. Nick, Nick Saban terrifies me. I'm actually, my, my pal, uh, Will Newman, who's a diehard VEASAN listener, mm-hmm. we were texting earlier, and we're going to put in a couple extremely exotic parlays. Mm. One involving the Alabama Crimson, two involving the Alabama Crimson Tide. Houston to win the national title, the, the NCAA Crossboards. Basketball. Crossboards. Crossboards. There you go. Okay. Houston, Bama, and Victor Hovland to win the Masters. All right. We're looking at like 500 to 1, something in that range. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think actually probably more than that because Hovland, um, DraftKings Hovland's 10 to 1, but I think downstairs he's 15 to 1. Yeah, it'll so, be higher. A little yeah. bit higher. So, so. That doesn't really answer the question, but yes. Well, Alabama. Yeah, 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 Alabama. Yeah. Let's go. Let's get, roll time. Roll damn time. <laughs> you have a pick in the other game, the Sugar Bowl, Washington, Texas? Uh, I think we were talking to Chip Patterson yesterday, and Chip was, Chip was laughing. He said that he's gonna he's taking a work hedge because he's gonna bet he's gonna bet the over. That way, if the, if the under comes in, he can start podcasting earlier. <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm gonna ride with Chip there and take the over in that yeah. one too. Yeah, that's a good game. It's yeah. Sark against the Huskies. I'm a yeah. Husky fan, so obviously that's yeah. uh, very important to me to, to watch this game here. But I think I think the Washington gets it done. But I think Alabama actually wins the national title. I think it's, that's it, coming it, around. It, I mean, it's it's a little unfair. I mean, all due respect to Washington and Texas, it does feel like the championship game is sort of on one side of the bracket. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. I guess that's why they call it that. All right, that does it for us here on the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Thank you to Will Brinson for hanging out yeah, with us. Thanks for Not one, me. but two segments. Make sure you check him out on VEASAN primetime, 6 to 9 Eastern with our buddy Tim Murray here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. For Femi Benfe, for Mike Palm, for Mike Pritchard, for Brian Ortega, our producer behind the glass and the entire crew we wish you guys all the best of luck sharp money's coming up next here on vsin the sports betting network at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, And I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.